Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365, day number 169, as we edge closer and closer to Christmas. And today I was reflecting on how do you know when you've made it? Like how do you know that you've been successful in your endeavours? We go about setting these expectations and goals and targets uh, throughout our life and some things are easier to ascertain when you get there than others for instance if you're uh, competing in the Olympic Games and your target is to win a gold medal in a hundred meter freestyle uh, swimming event then if you win that gold medal in that event then you know that you've been successful in achieving that but there are many other areas even around that event that you would consider well have I actually been successful and the person would say well the result isn't necessarily everything because uh, you know it came at maybe a great cost whether it's a personal cost a cost to their health a cost to relationships etc uh, etc et and say well have they really been successful if they won the gold medal for instance and it was at all costs and they were drug cheats and you know but they weren't detected or they won it but they were detected and they were stripped of it you know like Lance Armstrong and uh, you know that kind of stuff so there are many different ways and you would say okay well what does it mean for you to say that you've been successful in your life and each person could come up with a different metric as to how that they would determine that. And there's no right or wrong with this. It's just a what, what is it for you? Is it about um, feeling happy and fulfilled and spending uh, you know, time with loved ones, children, etc. to nurture them? And if you feel that you've been able to do that, then you've been incredibly successful. And I say, well, wow, that's amazing. That, You've been able to live that, uh, live that dream and be the success that you really want to. Others, it's making millions and millions of dollars. Uh, others, it might be to win an Oscar and be a, a famous actor or actress. Uh, there are, are so many different, different things. And I guess why I was thinking about this this morning was... Some of the photos are just starting to become available for uh, mega success. Uh, so um, it was exciting to see um, some of the images this morning of me uh, standing with Mel Gibson. And because uh, you know you don't get that much time and you don't know, they take a few photos and you think, well, which one have they, which one have they picked? They only put up one photo generally. Um, and you think, am, am I looking okay? Am I looking weird? Like the one of Jewel and me is going to be a freak show, I think. Uh, and so it was good to see the one of me with Mel Gibson. Uh, that was really cool. Um, the one of me and, well, there was Steve Wozniak, um, Vanilla Ice and Hugh Hilton. Uh, there's one of JT in there. There's one with Bruce Buffer and um, the other members of the celebrity panel. I can't remember all their names. Uh, Jessica Simpson, uh, who else? I think they're the only ones that are available so far. Oh, Dr. Phil, uh, that was good. I look very serious with Dr. Phil. 
and uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas looks very serious in that photo. Um, but when you have a look at the, all the others, he's just he's that way with kind of everybody. Um, so probably because he's sick of smiling so much. Uh, but anyway, so what got me thinking was uh, having a look at those photos and thinking, wow, you know, I'm standing next to these people that are, you know, multi, multi, multi millionaires and even billionaires. And, uh, you know, I'm standing right next to them and I spoke to them and you hear them talk and they're just like normal people. It's just that they do extraordinary things. And I was thinking about them and like, when do they think that they've made it, that they've really been successful? Is it that movie that they've, they made back when? So like for Mel Gibson, is it uh, Mad Max, one of his first films? Is it Braveheart, where he was the producer, director, and won an Academy Award, various Academy Awards, I think, for that one? Uh, is he's got very strong religious ties, and uh, I think the movie that he filmed, uh, what's it called, or something of Christ, uh, which he filmed in Latin, he said that is probably one of his his most proudest ones because it was controversial and uh, people said it won't be a success and um, the amount of money and everything that he made from it was massive but in hearing him talk about it it wasn't the money it was the other aspects around it just the importance that the meaning that it had for him to record that to make that film uh, the fact that he produced it directed it I'm not sure whether he acted in it but he actually said he doesn't really like acting in front of the camera that much he, he prefers being behind it um I think so, you know, and for each person, like for Brooke Shields, what does she consider uh, to be a success for her? Was it uh, filming the Blue Lagoon when she was 15, 16 years old and becoming a, a child celebrity? Or was it uh, overcoming postpartum depression and, you know, winning a, an Emmy, is it an Emmy, in um, Suddenly Susan for a role in that? I mean, everybody is just different. But then I was thinking about, so these high-performing people that are so, so successful, how do they keep setting the bar higher? What's that next thing for them? And I guess this is what separates, you know, the ordinary from the extraordinary. And they don't rest on their laurels. So it's not a case of, okay, let's take Mel Gibson and Braveheart. It doesn't stop at Braveheart. It's like, what is that next thing? What is that next script? And for, for them, the, you know, the, these big A-name celebrities that won Academy Awards and so forth, for them, it's not what they say yes to, it's what they say no to, because, you know, I could be coming up, writing a film, coming up with a script, sending it to Mel Gibson's agent and saying, Mel, come and get involved with this. It's a film I'm doing in Pakenham. I think you'd be great for it. Um, and if he said yes to all these things, well, what's that going to do to his brand name of Mel Gibson? I mean, I'm sure everybody knows of 
those actors that have, you know, done a really good film and then absolutely bombed it. Uh, so, who's one of them? Uh, what's his name? Val Kilmer. So, he was a big star in uh, Top Gun next to Tom Cruise as the Iceman. And uh, he filmed, he was really good in that. Then, I think from there, I don't know exactly, but he either filmed The Saint or he filmed, he played a Batman, one version of Batman, and it absolutely bombed. And the saint uh, just bombed, and I don't think he's done anything since. Uh, so, um, you know, th- they've got to be so careful about what they what they choose, otherwise they get really slagged off. I think Gwyneth Paltrow, she's a good example as well. I think didn't she win an Academy Award in uh, the? I'm going to have a stab at this. It was a period costume type movie, so. I don't know it was called Elizabeth or something like that. Maybe I've got that completely wrong. Uh, but she won an Academy Award for Best Actress in that. Now, ever since then, she's absolutely dudded. She's had some like minor roles in like Iron Man, I think, next to um, Robert Downey Jr. But she's failed to, you know, replicate that. Um, Oscar-winning performance that she had in in that other movie. Uh, so they have to be really careful. But the point is that, that they keep striving for that next thing, that next achievement, that next film, that next breakthrough, uh, because they're just like you and me. They, they're not going to keep growing if they just sit there and turn on the spa bar full of money and think, oh, look how happy I am. When you've got that much money, the money doesn't mean that much. It's... It's about what you can do with the money to help others and the greater enrichment that you can have in your own life and those around you that makes the real, the real difference. And I know it's easy to say that when you don't have money, but when you have money, it, it, doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't give you what you think it will when you don't have it. And uh, you, know, you listen to billionaires and millionaires and all these highly successful people they're not talking about how much money they've got. They're talking about what a difference that they make um, to themselves and to the others around them. So I was reflecting on all of this this morning and thinking about me and whether I've made it. And I would say, well, I haven't made it. I don't feel like I've made it. Uh, But I've made a significant contribution to my life and my children's lives and Cherie's life and those loved ones around me and I've played a significant role in impacting the clients that we serve. Uh, Life-changing results. Uh, And I look at what I've done in the last, you know, 12 months uh, and and we forget and everything that's happened. But Dad passed away in March and all the things that led up to that and um, the trials and tribulations of relationships and and so forth. It's, um, there's been a lot going on and I've continued to grow the business and step out of my comfort zone and push myself and get, and get the right sort of coaching and investing in myself to make my life completely different and impact the lives of others in a completely different and more dramatic way. Uh, but I would not consider myself successful um, in a way that I want to be because I want to help way, way more people and 
I do want to be able to make a lot more money so that I can help more people. Um, because for me, I'm very generous. So if I had more money, I would, I would help just help more people. Um, I'd probably put on more free events, but by the same token, I know that you can't help people by giving them free. Oh, pardon me. Um, you can't help people by giving them free events all the time because they won't value it. Uh, so you have to, you have to have skin in the game. Uh, but th- that's what I would do. And I think the difference between, so like anyone listening to this or anyone that would look at me and say, wow, you're just, you know, you're, you're so successful. I'd say, well, I don't look at myself that way. And I really got the impression from um, talking to Brooke Shields and listening to her that hey, she wouldn't consider herself that way either. She's a celebrity. But I just get the feeling that these stars are constantly looking for that next that next difference, that next impact that they can have on their own lives and the lives of others around them. And um, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm always looking for that next, that next thing. Without, and this is where a lot of people do have a problem and I can uh, suffer from it too sometimes, is that shiny, shiny object syndrome. You know, chasing that next shiny object. Now, because of my... I guess my uh, my background in accounting and my natural thinking process to be uh, conservative, risk averse, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That can also lead to procrastination, um, but it can also mean it's got its strengths and its weaknesses. It can mean that I'm not chasing that next shiny thing that everybody else is chasing because I think, Do you know what, this needs to play out in the market a little bit. Um, that's not that's not what we're looking for. Um, to help grow my business, even though the marketing suggests that uh, maybe it could be the next big thing. I just don't believe it. Um, So, uh, yeah. So I was going to talk about F45 there for a second. I think F45 is going to be a bit like CrossFit. CrossFit a number of years ago was huge. It was like, man, this is the next big thing. I think it's dying out, and you're seeing CrossFit boxes close around uh, the world uh, because... Various reasons, I suppose. I feel F45 will be the same thing. Uh, it will be, you know, like your Zumba and that kind of stuff. That um, it's attractive right now for people are finding it sexy and uh, appealing for, uh, you know, various reasons. And they've got a good following, just like CrossFit has had in the past. And uh, you know, we'll still have a big CrossFit community out there. Uh, but um, I, I think it'll be a fad that people go through as. You know, more and more research comes out showing that, you know, doing that, uh, that hit type training all the time as your main type of training is not good for you, uh, and you're not going to get the results that you otherwise think you will. More is not always better. Uh, so anyway, um, so th- you know, that's one of the reasons why I haven't just rushed out and said. Well, all my training sessions need to be 45 minutes now. They need to be, you know, this style of training. Um, I've incorporated the HIT style of training since day one uh, when I started, before it was called F45. Um, it's, it's just that I have a more holistic approach to the training, looking after the whole person rather than just getting them hot and sweaty and, uh, and so forth. But uh, So... Yeah, so I, I'm not always looking for that that next shiny thing, and uh, I will 
I will consider the options before leaping in. But I am always looking for that, what's that next thing that I can be doing? Um, because you can say, oh, well, yeah, maybe I should try and change all the training to this, or maybe, oh, wow, here's a new product. We should be selling all these products. Um, you know, I, I don't follow that kind of approach. Now, maybe I should in some regards because I think my, my analytical thinking can hold me back and uh, from, uh, you know, pushing forward faster than I do. Uh, but um, I'm always looking for that next next thing. So um, I've written down the, the next five things that I want to be working on. And uh, once we get through this, um, uh, right now I'm revamping the marketing material for uh, my, uh, my boot camps. We're going to tackle those a little bit differently over this next 12-month period. And... Um, uh, I'm then going to be focusing on uh, some other uh, some other programs. So the first one being the the bariatric program uh, that I want to be looking at, uh, and I'm also going to be doing a, a program with uh, Jen, my physio, uh, as well. So I'm excited about getting stuck into those. I love developing new products. The book is uh, you know being edited. I've got a phone call uh, coming up shortly with. Um, uh, with the uh, the book editor, and um, so I'm just parking and concentrating here, and uh, yeah, I've just written an article uh, for. I haven't seen it published yet. They sent me to. It came through last night uh, for the International uh, Business Booster magazine. Um, that uh, I've done that as well. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on right now, uh, which is really exciting. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm constantly looking at these these next things to be doing, because you know the book has been something that I've been thinking about for uh, probably two years now, and now it's finished and it's getting to that next stage. I actually sent through the um, the last uh, changes to it uh, yesterday, actually for the um, the editor to look at. So we're up to about seventy seven thousand words. Now, so it's it's very big, and they've indicated that it probably needs to be cut down. Uh, but that's okay, as long as it's good content. Um, and you know, the podcast series, this one that I'm doing now, I thought about that for you know so many days, and then I said, you know what, just just get there and do it. And so I've done that as well. Um, but I just need to be doing more. I need to be implementing more things. Um, I've got some exciting products on the on the table. Um, to be launched in the next next twelve months, and I'll say six months. Um, let's let's go with that, uh, to, so that I get it done faster. But I I was thinking this morning in the context of all this that um, speed of implementation is so important, but also uh, what perhaps separates greatness from um, the ordinary, a sea of sameness is. Uh, always striving to improve yourself, always striving to, uh, you know, make your products better, innovate. Um, you know, do, do, don't just rest on, on where you are. I think how much my business has changed since I I started it and uh, the amount of competition that now exists and uh, the technology that exists now that just didn't exist when I first started the business. It's quite incredible. And I think, so what... 
what's the technology that's going to exist in another five years? One thing that will never change is the fact that people will always be looking for a high-quality customer service. We're moving more and more to a less personalised, um, I suppose, world in the service that we have. We, we accept service from computers and automated messages and artificial intelligence is, is going to become a a bigger and bigger part of everything that we do uh, and you're going to lose that sense of customer service. Now there are opportunities for uh, artificial intelligence to have a significant improvement in the customer service experience but we're not there yet. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, um, Google, uh, I got sorry, search for on uh, YouTube and type in Google Assistant and you'll probably find up that something comes up with Google Assistant booking a hairdressing appointment and have a listen to that and it's absolutely fascinating that the technology is not at a stage where uh, we can do that right now it's not available on the Google Assistant app right now uh, but it's not far away and it's it's very impressive and I think wow I could embrace that technology um, to use that to enhance the uh, not just the administration of my day-to-day things but enhance the customer service experience for people uh, as well uh, so you know the the way the technology is going we have to keep innovating uh, in the services that we provide but one thing that will never change is the fact that people demand more and more a high level of customer service and that's how you separate yourself from everybody else because there are plenty of people out there giving poor customer service so that's where you can step up and this is where I have an advantage over gyms because I provide an excellent level of customer service whereas the gyms provide a facility um, so that's the big difference there so um, in thinking about all of that today I think that's what separates yourself so I want you uh, from uh, you know sameness to greatness you have to keep looking for that next thing to help you keep growing to push you to that next level and what is it that you're doing what is the what is the the thing that you are doing every day to take your greatness to another level so that you don't just rest on your laurels don't don't be dissatisfied with where you are be be content and look back and celebrate success for sure but don't become uh, content with where you are to the extent that you procrastinate and don't continue to grow because growth progress is an amazing gift to give to yourself most people are too lazy to do it but you can make the difference now, come the new year, we're going to go through a, a few exercises to help you uh, address uh, and identify some of, these, uh, some of these things where you can start to make sure that you're pushing yourself every day to succeed. Uh, for right now, I want you to think about what are those things for you that you are doing that are helping you grow and succeed and separating yourself from everybody else. Because, as they say, it's the bottom that's overcrowded the top there's plenty of room and that's where we want you to be that's where I want to be so you have a great day wherever you are 
and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye for now.